Of all the holy days celebrated by the church, Easter is the greatest. Time and eternity were forever changed when Jesus rose from the grave and conquered sin and death. Today we'll talk about the victory of Easter and then we'll celebrate communion together with you, our viewers. Stay with us. This is Lifeline Today. Well, welcome to our program today and to this very special week we call Holy Week, but it's really Good Friday, Easter, and our program, of course, within this week. So we wanted to bring a very special program to you. We will be taking communion just in a bit, but I also want to share this precious, precious word with you because Easter represents the greatest holy day of the Christian calendar. Now, I know Christmas gets a whole lot more attention but really, Easter is the greatest day. And that is because everything changed for every human being on the planet when Easter became a reality. And that is, of course, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says that we were in absolute dire straits before Christ came. 1 John 3.8 says this, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Prior to the coming of Christ and his victory over the enemy and over sin and death, we were enslaved to sin. We had no choice about it. You know, it was as though we were infected by a disease. We had no cure, and ultimately it was going to kill us. Interestingly, imagine if you had one or two with a deadly disease within the population and it was contagious you know that that would become very dangerous to the entire population. In the same manner, sin entering into the realms of heaven is the same way. It is like a deadly, contagious sin. Now, of course, we've just been seeing this played out in our own world. Everyone in lockdown, everyone in isolation, that uh, essential services even being limited, and other services, travel, everything being restricted, all because of the threat of a few thousand those who are infected. But the infection is serious, and it could contaminate many. You know what? We're seeing a role, is something role-played right now, that heaven cannot have the inhabitant with sin because his sin is like an infectious disease. And so Jesus came to redeem us from that destruction. It says here that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, and uh, I love this. Oswald Chambers said it. He said it this way. All heaven is interested in the cross of Christ. All hell terribly afraid of it. And while men are the only beings who are capable of ignoring its meaning. Oswald Chambers. Isn't that an interesting statement? Only men are the ones that can act indifferently to this. The message of Easter is that it is very serious for all humanity to pay attention to the cross of Christ before in it is our deliverance and our salvation. And again, we're seeing this in our world today. It's actually being played out in the actual natural realm when we see the entire coronavirus issue going on. The cross has made all things new. This is a powerful statement. Many of you can quote this, 2 Corinthians 5.17, and it says this, Therefore, if any man is Christ, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
You know, it's, it's a powerful statement when he says, therefore. He's creating an idea and a truth in the hearts of the reader that this is a formative fact, a formative statement that affects us crucially. And he says this, all things, the old things have passed away, all things have become new. You know, the Amplified Bible says this, that we are a brand new species, one that never existed before. And you know, I like that one. I like that interpretation because there, that is reality. Whatever we were before we came to Christ is gone. You know, I think of many of you that take things from your past, your history, and, uh, and, and allow it to influence your present. And we need to remember that in Christ, all things have become new, that your past is dead. Now, I know there can be lingering hurts from the issues in the past, but the reality is they're powerless. They're no longer in effect over your life because of what Jesus has done. Watchman Nee, the great uh, writer, said this. He said, our old history ends with the cross. Think about that. All our old history ends at the cross. Our new history begins with the resurrection. You have a new life. You know, I remember the day I was born again. And this verse was the, one of the first verses I saw. And I was absolutely blown away by what it said. I'm a brand new creation. Whatever I was is gone. I'm a brand new creation. Now, I know I still have the same body, but the Bible teaches me that I'm leaving this body one day. I'm leaving it behind. There's a new body. I have a soul that has been redeemed, and my spirit has been regenerated by the Lord Jesus Christ, and I have a destiny that is absolutely beyond my imagination to comprehend. So our old history ends at the cross, and I'm going to ask you today, are you carrying things right now, things from your past, maybe even just the past year, regrets or, or hurts or other issues? I want you to remember, while the emotions of those things may be real, the reality is they have no power. They have no longer any issue over your life. And, and let me encourage you, don't allow them to have power over your life. You can receive healing from Jesus. And you know, later we're going to receive communion. And what we're taught is that Jesus Christ is present every time we receive communion and remember the death of the cross of Christ. He says, as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. So. We're going to ask, do that together. At the resurrection of Lazarus, Jesus spoke these powerful words to Martha. In John 11:25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. You know, I, I always like to pause sometimes when I see statements like this because I can sense the power and the assurance in the words of Christ. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He said to Martha. And she said, Lord, I believe. But then he demonstrated it by raising Lazarus from the grave. But he had already been there three days. He had already become uh, over three days, actually. And he had already begun to decay. So the miracle was absolutely astounding, affirming these powerful words of Jesus, that he is the resurrection of the life. Nothing by any means can hurt us. Over the last weeks, we've been watching uh, people just absolutely respond in abject fear. I, I, I mean, there are stories of hoarding and stories of, you know, in, in crisis, it seems like the best and the worst comes out of humanity. 
But we're seeing fear grip so many people because they have no hope. But Jesus gave us hope. He said, we don't have to fear anything. And he said, even if you die, you don't. You're going to be fine. Wow, those are words of assurance. You know, our, past, our present life, with all its trials and tribulations, we need to keep it in eternal perspective. Even our, the past weeks that we've seen globally, we need to keep it in eternal. You know, God's not anxious. Father is on the throne. He's not anxious. There's no worries and fears, and he's not, what am I going to do about this? No, he's, he's at peace. He's at peace because he knows the beginning and the end. And this is what Jesus said. We're not to worry. We're not to consider the anxiety of the age. We're to put at peace because God looks after you. Now, I think of Matthew 6 where Jesus said, My, the Lord's eye is over the sparrow. His eye is on the sparrow. And he, and he closed the grass of the field. He said, how much more will he care for you? Wow, you know, those are words that are very reassuring in times of crisis. So when Jesus died, the earth experienced the most dramatic power outage in history. God shook the foundations of the planet. Then with his own hand, he ended the old covenant system and invited us to boldly enter his presence by a new and living way. Now, this is the most profound thing that we can talk about today, is that at any time, and any time in our life, no matter how we feel, the blood of Christ permits us to enter into the holy of holies. For the Jews, they understood this more, more clearly than anyone else, because only one priest once a year on one day could enter the Holy of Holies to offer blood and sacrifices for the atonement of all the people only once a year, one man. But now this word of God says, all of us at any time under the blood of Christ can enter the Holy of Holies. That is into absolute direct communication with God the Father at any time to ask for help in time of need. And God hears you. This is the victory of Easter. Listen to me. We're living in a world filled with fear and crisis and anxiety and, and people having ho no hope and, and hoarding and other issues going on and, and anarchy in some ways too and, and people taking advantage of others in times like this. We, the believer, we walk in the peace of God. Nothing by any means shall hurt us. I'm not saying we're impervious to natural things. What I'm saying is that God will have a protective care over us in every situation, no matter what happens to us. But it even goes beyond that. The Bible says that not only do we have this wonderful sense of protection, we have something else. We're positioned with Christ in the heavenly places. Now, you need to pause and think about that. Because the other person that once was there was Satan himself. It says he's the accuser of the brethren. He would come before the throne of God. But he's been displaced because now God has seated us in those heavenly places. He's given us authority, authority over our lives, over the world. And of course, in him, not, not my will done, but his will done through me. Let's read it in Ephesians 2.5. Even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Now, verse 6 says, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? 
has made us to see. So even though we're on earth, positionally in the spirit, we're in the heavenly places with Christ. Then it says in verse 7 that in the ages to come, and that's a Greek word that says eons, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. It will take eons, according to that scripture, for us to understand what God actually did for us through Jesus Christ. Now, I say this to you today to lift your spirit. Maybe you've gone through these weeks with anxiety and fear. I say it to lift your spirit. Jesus has put us in the heavenly places. His blood and his body have been the tokens that provide for us a seat with Christ and that no matter what happens, we are secure in him. We have authority over our situation through his name. In a moment, we'll come back after this, and we will receive communion together. And we'll affirm the authority of the cross of Christ over our lives together corporately. So go get some elements ready for the next part of the program. Canada needs a fresh move of God, and you can help by partnering financially with Lifeline Today with Dick and Joan and the breakthrough anointing that's on this ministry. All monthly donors join our unique group of faithful partners, and in appreciation, Dick and Joan will send you a special DVD. In it, Dick and Joan share their hearts and vision for Canada and take time to pray powerfully over you. In addition, we will send you this year's special partner fridge magnet, a reminder that you stand together with Dick and Joan for Canada. Partner at $50 a month and also receive this leather-bound journal entitled Sacred Time, Sacred Place. This journal will bring greater intimacy to your daily time with the Lord. Faith-filled partners giving $100 a month will also receive this elegant journal Bible personally signed with a note of encouragement from Joan. Your tax-deductible donation will empower this ministry to release the prophetic voice of God across our nation. Call today and say yes to becoming a partner with Dick and Joan. Phone 403-942-0123 or email info at dickandjoan.com today. When Jesus went to the cross 2,000 years ago, he provided healing for the whole person, body, soul, and spirit, inside and out. He bore our sins so that we can be spiritually healed. He bore our sicknesses so we can be healed in our bodies. And he bore our grief and our sorrow so that we can be emotionally healed deep on the inside. Have you come to Jesus for healing of your spirit? Have you given him your sin? Have you given him your sicknesses? What about your grief and your sorrow? Some of you have been carrying for many, many years. Bring it all to Jesus right now. Call us here in the prayer center as well. We want to pray for you. We want to pray that you will walk in the fullness of all that Jesus provided for you at the cross. Call now. You know, the past month has really shown us all how we need to depend on Jesus mm -hmm. and that our faith needs to have reality in our day-to-day -day life where we feel secure, protected. Mm -hmm. Our burdens, our cares, our fears, our worries can be placed on him. Uh, Joan, I have to say I've never seen, and we've lived a while now, yeah. uh, we've never seen the world go into such a state of chaos and fear and probably the only other time previous would have been in one of the world wars. Yes. World War II, perhaps, you know, that the world went into anarchy. And, uh, 
And I remember the words of Franklin Roosevelt. He said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Fear itself. And he had to encourage his American nation to rise up against fear. But Joan, we're the army of God. Amen. We have his banner over us and his peace over us. And I've asked you to go and get communion elements. And by the way, you can use anything, bread, water, you can use anything that will be appropriate because the elements are a, merely a metaphor, a representation of the body and the blood of Jesus. And we're going to receive this together. And you know, there's power because thousands and thousands of us are doing this at the same moment. And we're receiving this and proclaiming. Now it says this in scripture here in 1 Corinthians 11 for, uh, verse 26, he says, for as often as you eat the bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so we're going to invite you to do that in a moment. And Joan, we have communion elements here. We do. And, you know, Dick, I want to just go back to a couple of things that you said. One thing is fear. I've been talking to a lot of young people. You know, you say that we have never seen anything like this in our years. But we were born just a few years after World War II. So we our know... Our parents saw it. Well, our parents saw it, but we also know what, you know, saving and uh, mm -hmm. living frugally and all that was about. But we have young people growing up today who are just terrified because they have never been through something like this. So I've been talking to a lot of them and we're praying for them. We're going to pray for your uh, young people, maybe your children, your grandchildren today. Maybe you're hearing the same things. You know what? It's time for us all to look up to Jesus because he is our salvation. Yes. He is the one who said how many times in the Bible, fear not, fear not, fear not. You know, uh, the scripture also says something about the end of the age. It says when they say peace and safety. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then it says sudden destruction will come. Because actually what that's saying, Joan, is that uh, even if there is peace and safety, there never really is. Yeah. We always have to come back to the cross of Christ. We're we always, always just this far away from Joan, catastrophe. Joan, in weeks. I know. Literally weeks. Yeah. The world went from a normal operating world to being almost fully shut down. Yeah. Now you think about that. How <laughs> fast, how quickly things can change. But we do have an anchor. Amen. The Bible says that we have a rock that we anchor. It's an anchor for our soul. Mm -hmm. This is the par person of Christ. But I want to just say this, you know, that when we're about to go into the communion, and then we'll pray for you. Uh, Paul said this. This is Paul's writing. He says, for I have received from the Lord, which I delivered to you. And then he talks about how to do the communion, to receive it together. And that's interesting. Paul was never one of the disciples with Christ. No. So he received this as a personal revelation from the Lord. And what that tells me is that not only Jesus participated with his 12 disciples and did this and commanded them to do it, but then he also gave a direct revelation to Paul. This tells me how important it is. Yeah. We, you know, people are saying, oh, you know, you don't need to be in church or so on. You do. You do, because if you can participate with the body of Christ and communion is one of the mm -hmm. things we do together. Thankfully, if you can't make it and, and you have opportunities like this, you can still do it. That's right. And that is so important. And so I'm going to invite you to t get your elements ready. I'm going to uh, receive. We have matzo bread on the set, which is the traditional bread used in Passover. 
And it is a very good picture of the body of Christ. And, and I'm going to read these statements of Christ. Uh, it's interesting. I'm reading from Corinthians, and these statements that I'm about to read are in red letters, meaning they came directly from the Lord to Paul. He said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And I'm going to invite you to find the bread, put it in your hand like I have, and let's declare together that, Lord Jesus, your body was broken for me, that your body was the sacrifice for my well-being and ultimately for the resurrection from the dead, is for my healing and my strength and my peace and my covering. I receive this bread today in the precious name of Jesus, declaring the covenant grace of communion over our lives, over your life right now in the name of Christ. Let's partake together. Scripture says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper. So this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We have a cup of juice, grape juice. Traditionally, that's what is here used for representation of the blood of Christ. But this represents a whole new covenant. We're sitting in a world filled with fear, a shut down world. And what are we seeing? We see a covenant with Christ that keeps us secure. I don't know about you, but through all this, I've had the peace of God in my heart. I've had the peace of God knowing that no matter what, he looks after me. He looks after Joan. Yeah. And we're secure. He looks after you. Would you take your cup? And together we're going to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your blood that was shed for me, that gave me hope, future, peace, shalom, salvation, healing, and made me a child of God. In you I put my trust as I receive this cup and seal the covenant and declare your death and resurrection until the day you come. Let's share the cup together. Now, Paul, the gospel also says, as often as you do this, Jesus, I'm there in your midst. Yeah. We have the presence of Christ with us right now. I take authority over sickness, over disease, over mm -hmm. anxiety and fear, over panic, over every assignment of the enemy, and I decree the peace of God, the shalom of Jesus Christ. We have just received communion elements, and we proclaim the Lord's death, that he once and for all trampled over scorpions and serpents for our sake. He destroyed the works of the devil that we might be the sons and daughters of the Most High God. In a world of chaos, we declare peace right now. In your home right now, we declare peace. We declare miracles. We declare the grace of God for you right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, Dick, I want to pray for uh, some of the viewers that are watching today uh, who are like this woman who just called in and she said, I really need 
God to touch me in my mind. I feel so very unwanted and alone at this time. And I know that this isn't this woman, but she is representing many, many people in the nation right now who are watching this program and they're alone. And they're saying, you know what, I feel so alone. Number one, I want to say this, you know, in the book of Psalm 68, it said, God sets the solitary in families. And so if you don't feel you have close natural family around or spiritual family, you are a part of the Lifeline Today family with Dick and Joan. And so we receive you, we honor you as a part of our family today. Also, it says in Hebrews that Jesus will never leave you and he will never forsake you. You are not alone. So I want to just declare a little bit of Psalm 72, or 27, I mean, over you, where it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me and eat up my flesh and my enemies and my foes and they stumbled and fell, though an army would encamp about me uh, and against me, my heart will not fear. Though war should rise up against me, in this I will be confident. Do you know what? God is your source of strength and peace right now. So I come against every spirit of fear that would attack our viewers' minds right now and every spirit of loneliness. We break your power. And Father, I pray for a download of your love and your presence upon them right now so that they will know they are not alone, that you are with them. They are not unwanted because they are wanted in the body of Christ. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Many prayer requests come through our prayer center. You know, uh, our prayer center is very active. Mm -hmm. We have wonderful volunteers, and the reports are great. But I'll just give you a couple examples. A young man who had a serious fall of 12 feet, has broken bones, punctured lungs, kidney damage, is in severe pain. That's wow. a prayer request. Uh, a, another son who was brain injured in a terrible car accident 20 years ago, still struggling. A man who was in a serious accident in January and left a quadriplegic calling for prayer. A lady who is a young mother, 30-year-old, has been diagnosed with cancer. And I just want to speak a word of grace against yes. the fear of cancer. Cancer's real power is fear. That's right. And I'm going to tell you that nothing, did, we read it earlier in Scripture, even if you die, you will live. Yes. Just don't give in to the fear. That is really what the devil wants to do. Even in this present time in our world, he wants us to bow to fear. And the word corona, the coronavirus, means crown. Yeah. It's taking authority over every realm of our nation and of our world. Travel and commerce and everything, Joan. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal, government. Yeah. But I want you to know, I'm kind of obstinate this way. <laughs> I have that streak in me. Yes. I'm not going to bow. <laughs> I understand the realities. I'm very... And we, we encourage good wisdom. Yes. And we're thankful for our medical system and those medical workers. But I'm not going to bow to the corona. I'm not going to bow to a spirit of fear. And that's what I want to encourage. And why can we say that? Because of these elements that represent Amen. what Jesus has done. You can call. I have a lot of praise reports here too, but we're down to a few seconds left. <laughs> but uh, 
people calling in, rededicating their lives, people coming, calling in and saying, God has yes, healed them. Yes, and call the prayer center, 403-942-0123, yeah. if you want to connect with Amen. a prayer partner. Amen. And remember this, that Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You can have faith in God in these times. And bye-bye. This program is supported by viewers like you, and we thank you for partnering with us. We want to hear from you. Send us your prayer requests, praise reports, and comments about the program. To watch past episodes, learn about the ministry, or contact us, visit our website at dickandjoan.com. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. To find out how you can have Dick and Joan at your church, event, or conference, call Lifeline today at 587-425-5730 or email info at dickandjoan.com.